This is Asian Miles Apart. I'm Regina in Hong Kong. I'm Pin in London. And I'm Crystal in Singapore. Hello everyone, happy Valentine's Day and welcome back to this week's episode where it is timely for us to discuss and explore everything and anything we need to know about love languages. Now ladies, I'm curious, have you ladies ever heard of this love languages as a concept? Yeah, I have. So actually the person who brought this up to me was my boyfriend and actually he this just came up in a conversation that we had while we were still friends, so before we dated. But he sort of asked me like, oh, have you heard of this thing called um, the love languages? And I was like, no. So he sort of explained it to me and I thought it was quite interesting. So I did the test back then just for fun. And I actually don't remember what my results were, but obviously before this episode, I went to do it again. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Shall we briefly explain what the love languages are? Although I think most of them are quite self-explanatory. Yeah, so I guess this whole concept of love languages is the idea that you give or you need love in different ways, right? So everyone is different, but they kind of try to boil it down into these five themes. So the five are, number one, words of affirmation. Uh, basically, you thrive from you know encouraging words. You like praises. Two is acts of service. So anyone who's willing to help you ease your workload. Three is receiving gifts, so self-explanatory. Four is quality time, where you spend time, have undivided attention from your significant other. And five, physical touch. You like hugs, kisses, and holding hands, etc. Mm. So I think like these five, I don't know about mm. you, but um, this was the first, I mean, I've heard it as a concept before, but I've, I've never actually did the quiz and I didn't, I don't know what my love languages were until today when I actually went to do the test. So what are, what are your love languages? Yes, I'm actually the same as Crystal. I've only heard of the love languages concept maybe in recent years, but I've never mm. uh, looked into it. And I've never done the test until prior to this episode. So my top love language is acts of service, which I kind Ooh. of expected. So mine is 35% of acts of service. Because I think I believe in uh, action speaks louder than words. I think it's just a concept that I've been ingrained since uh, when I was young. My second one is quality time and it's 32%. It's pretty close to the acts of service. And then it is words of affirmation, 16%, receiving gifts, uh, 10%, which I kind of understand because I don't think I'm someone who would think that getting gifts is a way of showing love. I don't really believe in like spending money to to show you that's how much I love you. In fact, I think that if someone buys a very expensive gift, I'll be like questioning the motivation a little bit, <laughs> which is weird. And then I have 6% of physical touch, which is pretty low. Um, yeah, what about for you ladies? Yeah, so for me, actually my top two are similar to yours, Reg. My top love language is quality time. So that's 37%, which I guess I sort of expected because in my current relationship, I always look forward to spending time with my boyfriend. And I think that's something that I cherish the most. And then my second one is acts of service, which is 27%. So actually the top two, you know, are quite high. 
And then the third one is physical touch, uh, which is I think 20%. And yeah, I think I just really enjoy like, you know, holding hands and that sort of stuff. I just think like even a hug when I'm really sad will cheer me up a lot. And then my fourth one is receiving gifts. Um, I think that's 11%. And then my last one is words of affirmation, which is only 3%. So yeah, I think, you know, flattering me with praises will not do any good. I'll just be like, mm, okay. Oh my God. I'm total opposite. Now my first top number one is words of affirmation. Please flatter me. <laughs> I welcome all flattering remarks. <laughs> So um, for me, my top one, uh, actually my top two are pretty close, I guess 30 to 40% each. Uh, words of affirmation comes up at the top, followed by acts of service. Mm. And then the last three are about 10 to 15%. So receiving gifts, physical touch and quality time. Now, I think this will kind of bring me on to my next question. But I think it's partly because of where my relationship is at. If we yeah. look at contextually, I live with my boyfriend, yeah. right? So to me, when I'm doing the quiz, I'm like, well... To me, the priority is not really quality time because I see the guy every day. Mm, <laughs> mm. And gifts, I, I don't really... Yeah, I don't really... I'm not into it, like, I guess, mm. uh, similar to both of you. So words of affirmation and acts of service are definitely... You know, acts of service, I just keep thinking of chores. <laughs> yeah. Words of affirmation is... You know, when I'm having a stressful day, someone says, don't worry, I'm proud of you. Like, it feels kind of nice. Yeah. So do you think your love language can change over time or is it something that's quite fixed? Yeah, so I... Do believe that it can change over time like i mentioned i did this test three years ago i don't remember my results and i did it now but to be honest if i just imagine myself doing this test 10 years ago i would guess that my main love language back then would be receiving gifts and oh. i think it's just because when i was younger and maybe because you know, when you were a student, like, you don't actually have the mm. financial ability to buy nice things. So mm. I think for me back then, if someone spends quite a bit of money to get me something nice, then to me, it's like, oh, it's like this person is like willing to spend on me, right? I think that was how yeah. I thought. Whereas now it's a bit different. And I think what Crystal mentioned about circumstances or the stage of your relationship makes sense because yep. like for me quality time is my top one and I think it actually developed from the fact that my boyfriend used to be in a very sort of like busy and stressful job so I don't get to see him at all during weekdays mm. and I think that has slowly formed this um impression in my head that, oh I really want to spend more time with him mm. so that I start yeah. like appreciating time that I spend with him more and then, yeah, follow by yeah. acts of service. But yeah, I, I think it definitely changes with like, you know, where your relationship is and at what stage you are in life, I would guess. Or what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree that it's a reflection of our current situation and our current desire and needs. Uh, I think mm. it definitely changes because I'm currently single. And uh, I don't really have a specimen for me to verify, you know, my <laughs> results. <laughs> But I think I'm at a point in my life where I feel like it would be nice to have someone who can ease my workload like everyday <laughs> life, which is kind of funny. Like, it will be nice to have someone, you know, who can cook dinner for me after a long day of work. Or like, yeah. it would be nice to have someone who can carry the grocery for me. 
Or like, if I'm working really hard at home, then like, oh, someone can run to get me a cup of coffee, things like that. So I think, yeah, it's really like a reflection of my current desires. That's why acts of service is so high up. And I feel like quality time, the second reason why it's so important for me right now is because after being in the dating world for a while, I feel like this is quite crucial to me and for like a lot of people. I think if someone says that, oh, I'm busy, I cannot meet you. To me, it's a sign that like that person is not interested, right? Mm. I feel like no one is too busy to make time for you, okay? Mm. <laughs> and it just feels nice to have someone who can make you their priority and give you their undivided attention like and be present when you're together. So that's why I, this is something that I think is quite crucial in, uh, I guess, gauging whether or not my partner is, or like someone I'm dating is interested. And... This is uh, quite a funny thing, but I know physical touch is uh, currently lowest at 6%. But <laughs> can I just tell you one of my most recent dates? Yes, oh, yes. You know, I thought tell. like physical touch is like, to me, it's not a very important way to show love. But after the date, we kind of like part ways, right? And then my date gave me a kiss on my cheek. And Ooh. then I was like, oh my God. <laughs> to me, it's like, I have been so single for such a long time. <laughs> like, this kind of physical touch is so foreign to me that it kind of, like, sends a bit of, like, electricity in my body. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's kind of nice. So, yeah, I just thought, like, oh, actually, maybe physical touch might be nice also. I can, like, bump that up a little bit. believe in love languages is this something that you and your partner actively talk about do you guys uh, actively follow this and do you feel like after identifying what your love languages are it can improve your relationships mm, i think i i mean i've just learned of this concept like in the past maybe couple of years um and then i mean i only just took the quiz uh, literally before this episode right so i mean i i, I don't I'm not sure how beneficial it is because I've not actively practiced it. But when I saw the quiz results for myself, at least, I was like, oh, actually, it's pretty true. But the thing is, I don't actually know what my boyfriend's <laughs> love languages <laughs> are. I can only guess unless I force him to take it. <clears throat> so I don't know whether I'll still actively follow after this. I mean, it's just good to categorize these things, right, mm. into like buckets. But I'm not sure anytime I'm going to do something, I'll be like, oh, wait, is it like A or B or C? I'm going to do C this time because my partner likes C, you know? Yeah. It's just so complicated and a bit unnatural if you have to always react that way. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just a guideline, right, really. So, for instance, mm. for me, even the words of affirmation is only like, what, 3%. It doesn't mean that like, I do not appreciate it. Even like when someone says, if my boyfriend says something nice to me, it will still make me really happy. Maybe not as happy yeah. as if, you know, he had just like cooked a really nice dinner on his own accord, but it still makes me happy. So I think all five are obviously important. It's just like people have a certain preference. And I think one thing to note about the love languages is that the concept behind it is that not, it's not that these things will make you happy. We're also saying that the lack of maybe your top love language might make you yeah. feel a little bit sad. So it's not that you have to like solely do it. It's more that, you know, sometimes if you remember, then just consciously show affection through that way. So I think for me, 
I did make my boyfriend take the test and his top love mm. language is actually words of affirmation, which is Ooh. my lowest. So yeah, similar to you, Crystal. <laughs> and it's quite Besties. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because personally for me, it's not natural for me to express my affection through words. And I'm just not the mm. kind of person who's very used to saying like, oh, thanks for doing this, or uh, I really appreciate mm. you, or, you know, things like that. Like, I get it. Like, I do appreciate it. I just don't say it out loud, you know? Um, it's like, I get it yeah. that you're doing something nice and then like, point taken. Um, and when we started dating, I noticed that he always say those things to me. Like, he will say, like, oh, thanks for dinner, or thanks for picking this up, or I really appreciate that you did this. Like, it felt nice, but I just didn't think of, like, reciprocating. Mm. And actually, he did tell me, like, a few months after we dated that it would be nice if I say thanks to him. Like, I think it's just Aww. something that he felt that I wasn't doing. And I was right. like, at that point, I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, I don't say thanks, not that because I don't feel thankful. I just don't feel the need to actually say it. But yeah. after he did the test, I guess that kind of makes sense because for him, he, he felt that if I don't say it, it's just kind of like, I don't really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I think like, actually knowing your partner's love language can improve your relationship. Right? Yeah, yeah. now that you have yeah. identified your boyfriend's love language, is worth affirmation, and he has explicitly told you that he yes. would love to hear some of that. And I guess like, as his partner, if you're willing to make those changes, that could significantly improve you know, how you two mm. interact and, yeah, how you make him feel, right? Mm. So, yeah, I As definitely a, yeah. consciously do those things now. So, like, you know, when he, like, picks up the tab for dinner, I'll be like, oh, thanks for dinner. Or if mm. he, like, clean the dishes, I'll be like, oh, thanks for, like, cleaning up. Like, even though it's something that yeah. he maybe does, like, all the time or daily, I'll still say it every time after he does it because I know that it's important to him. So, I, I think it's definitely beneficial yeah. to a certain extent. If you know that's, like, a discrepancy especially between your behavior yeah. and what your partner expects yeah i think that's quite interesting because i have to say right i never knew what my previous ex-boyfriend's love languages were but i also don't think that that's the reason why <laughs> we didn't work out <laughs> and okay this actually reminds me of one of the things that my ex-boyfriend gave me shit about <laughs> so we used to live together right Mm. Yep. And like, okay, I'll let you guys judge <laughs> this story. Okay. But, okay, okay, I'll be objective. Okay, so we used to live together and then we were both working, right? So I would come back home after work. And I would cook my dinner because I know that he's going to be late. I would have my dinner first. And I did not think of cooking dinner for him also. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm home first. I'm going to get my own dinner. And then whatever you want to do later, you can do whatever you want to do for your dinner. And then he came back home and he was like, you had dinner? I can't believe you had dinner, like, without asking me or, like, at least cook more so that I can, like, have dinner when I come back home. I don't know. I think, like, he's, it's something that he mentioned quite a few times and I guess, like, it's sort of, like, ingrained in him that, oh, she's not going to be a good wife or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe to him, acts of service is important. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I objectively, I think if I were... I would be angry. Also. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, really? Like, come on. At least ask me. Text me, right? Like, it, it, just text. Yeah, just text I don't know. me. Like, I think because, I'm going to have dinner first. Yeah. You okay with that? Like, I think it's a very simple... So, what happened was, I think it was when we first moved together. So, it's not natural ah. for me to, like, have to Fair think enough. of someone else's needs as well. 
which mm. I think is kind of makes sense also because it was one of my first like serious relationships. Yeah. But I guess like now that if I'm in a relationship, I would probably do that. Like if I were to move in with yeah. someone, I would probably like ask the person like, "Hey, do you want to have like dinner together? Like, what's the plan after this?" Yeah, yeah, things like that. I think like yeah, you just like kind of learn through like different relationships. Reg, speaking of, you know, now you're out there in the dating scene and like trying to find the perfect partner. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to look at the five categories, right, which love language is most important for you? As in, if you have to choose one out of the five, yeah. which one would be your preferred love language that you hope your future partner would have? <laughs> I want all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I would hope my future partner to, like, show me love in all kinds of ways, right? Like, give me, like, all acts of service, give me some nice words, uh, gifts, yeah. shower me with that. I don't mind. <laughs> Recently, I've been watching a lot of, like, YouTube videos of vloggers with their boyfriends and, like, their husbands. Mm. And I don't know why, like, this just keep popping out on my YouTube. And I look at how they interact with each other, how attentive their partners are. So, like, this vlogger, she's going through pregnancy and she's gone through labour. And I see how mm. much care and love the partners show them, right? Going to pregnancy checkup together and then like enc- yeah. encouraging them through the labour process. So I kind of wish that I have the same kind of relationship. So acts of service as shown in my result, I guess that's going to be like quite important. So Reg, um, you know obviously me and Pain, we are in a committed relationship, right? So I'm really curious about this. When you go for dates, how do you attempt to understand the other person's love language without asking them what's your love language. Yeah, no, I think when you're going on dates, right, you're just trying to find out the basics about the person. Like, you don't even, you can't even think of like, okay, how do I, how am I going to attempt to show my love to this person, right? Say, if you've gone on the first date and then subsequently, you decide that you want to like, try to woo this person. (laughs) Mm. And I think that most people would agree that they would just do everything and anything they can show you know care you will like call them if they're sick you will go to their house to take care of them you will buy gifts you basically just do everything <laughs> and yeah. then like after you do everything you can <laughs> to impress the person and you when you're actually dating i know it's a different story right <laughs> and that's true right like you would be like mm. the most lovey-dovey during the honeymoon period and you want to like spend so much time with each other and all that and then slowly, slowly, your priorities shift in life. And like when the relationship mm. gets more stable, then, you know, you kind of like divert the attention a little bit across different things in your life, I guess. I'm not sure if you guys agree. Does Pin agree with that? Oh, uh, it's, it's a bit of a yes and no, I think. So I agree with the whole honeymoon period followed mm. by not the honeymoon period, I guess. I don't know what you call it, but... I do agree that obviously at the beginning of the relationship, everything is like lovey-dovey and you just want to spend time with the person. You probably don't see his flaws. He doesn't see your flaws. Everyone's trying to impress the other person. So it's all great. Um, And then obviously like the, you start to see cracks and things like that. And you try to like solve it right as, as your relationship develops. But I also think on the flip side, I do feel that for my relationship, at least. Yeah. Even though I do remember the honeymoon period and it was all great, I feel mm. like our relationship mm. is definitely stronger now yeah. than before. And it actually feels better. I know the love language... I mean, so far we've talked about love languages uh, mainly in the context of romantic mm. relationships. 
But do you think, I mean, minus physical touch because that is very weird and also illegal. <laughs> do you think that love languages could also be applied to say your family or your friendship? I think it definitely goes beyond romantic relationships. But I would say that everyone's type of love language would probably depend mm. on the relationship. So whether it's friendship or family. And I know you mentioned that physical touch is a no-no, but I guess like there are parts of it like hugging. That's okay. And it's weird because I feel like in general, as mm. a, for me at least, like as an Asian, we perhaps yeah. don't really show our affection through words. Or words of affirmation. Like, I know it's different mm. for you, Krista, because you've mentioned in past episodes before, like, for you and your family, it's very easy yeah. for you to say, oh, love you, mom, love you, dad. But I don't really do that in my family, and I don't think Regina does that that often as well, right? Um, but maybe yeah. this is probably something yeah. that we can consider doing more, right? Because it's very common in the West, I feel. Um, and I think it's quite nice to say that to your family. Uh, so, yeah, I think maybe quality time for me would be the most important love language just because I'm away from my family and obviously like being able to spend more time with them to me is a very good thing and then with friends I guess quality time as well I can't like definitely not receiving gifts or like stuff like that but I think from friends it would be quality time and like maybe words even yeah just like encouragement yeah on the family front, actually, now that you mentioned physical touch, like hugging and stuff, actually, I, I, it reminds me of a story. So when I was younger, right, I was very close to both my parents. So anytime we go to the mall, we would hold hands. Like I would hold either my dad's hand or my mom's hand. So two stories, right? The first story is when I was like, you know, I'm quite tall, right? So when I was like 14, I would hold my dad's hand in the mall. And then everyone would give me the stink eye because they think no. I'm like the younger girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, yes. They're like, uh. Yeah, I think someone actually made a comment, like some shopkeeper or something. I was like, uh, no, that's my daughter. Awkward, right? <laughs> then anyway, the second um the second story um is that I remember when I grow older, I just find it more awkward to like, you know, hold my dad's hand. My mom has to hold up, but it's kind of weird, like, I feel I don't know. Then I think my dad was actually quite hurt by it. Because to him, it's like, it doesn't mean anything, right? And to him, it's like, oh, it's like this uh, tradition yeah. or convention that you've been doing it. But then now you hit puberty, you find everything weird, you find your dad weird. So I think he was hurt by that indirectly. La, so. mm. Do you still hold your dad's hand now? Oh, now I hold, I don't care. <laughs> now really? I'm like, oh, well, well. Like, I will hold his, um, what's this called? Like, forearm? No. Arms? Upper, upper arms? Yeah. Like, upper arms. arms, yeah. I don't hold the fingers because it's not really comfortable for me because I'm like, same height, I guess. Um, that's my dad. But I'll hold, I'll just like, oh, walk on the, oh. Um, yeah, the shopping mall. That's but nice. I do it more with my mum, I guess. Because mm. my dad walks very slow and I just can't. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah. interesting. Because I think like my family, we don't really do that. Although mm. I, it, it does sound quite nice. I wish I can, yeah, maybe I can try to do that. Yeah, yeah. and I agree mm. with Pin, right? I think like in the... I guess, like, in an Asian household, we don't really show much of, like, words of affirmation. And I think, um, for example, my dad, he's, like, a man of very few words. <laughs> um, so I think, like, the way that he would show love is through, like, acts of services. Oh, so yeah, when we yeah. go back home, he would try to buy us, like, things that we would need when we mm. go back home, like, local food, or, like, he would cook us, like, bird's nest, things like that. So, Ooh. yeah, I think uh, that's how he shows love. Yeah, one thing that Pin mentioned that I thought was really quite true is that I think for friends, I care a lot more about words of affirmation. It's nice to know that if my friends are supportive 
and would yeah I think like encourage each other. I guess we covered quite nicely um, love languages in terms of romantic relationships, a little bit about family and also friendship. So if you're interested to know what your love languages are, we'll leave a link for you to take the test and maybe push your family members or your uh, romantic partners to take the test also. And then we'll be curious if you can share with us your results on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, share it with your friends and follow us on your favorite podcast players including Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Do leave us ratings and reviews and we would also like to hear from you. So do drop us any questions at asianmilesapart at gmail.com. Lastly, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at asianmilesapart. Bye!